Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. This podcast was created to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and remember who you are, light and love. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Again, that's heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 359. Today's interview is all about the key principles to realign with yourself. Welcome to today's interview. I've brought on Helene. Helene, welcome. Thank you. So happy to be here with you. Please give listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? I live in Northern California right now, but I am literally traveling all the time. And I build programs, lifestyle change programs that involve you know, food, fitness, and mindset. Mm. I like to call them nourishment, embodiment, and spirituality. Um, that's kind of the next level. And um, I have students, you know, thousands of students in over 60 countries, and um, it's really exciting to help people realign with their innate wisdom and nature and themselves. And it's, it's, it's thrilling, thrilling work. And I mentor coaches. Um, I run an executive life coach training company as well. Um, we also mentor our students in that program. And I am a mom more than anything. I have a 16 year old daughter. And uh, I'm deep in my own practice um, because I believe that my daily practice is my strongest medicine, as is everyone's, everyone's daily practice, whatever we're practicing, good, bad, right, wrong. It is our strongest medicine. I would love to share as long as, as much as you want, what is your background that actually got you into this work? Mm. Yeah, I was sick. It's usually suffering, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, when I was little, I had ear infections, chronic ear infections, always at the doctor's office. Um, then I thought I had leukemia when I was seven and they did a bone marrow biopsy after about six months in and out of the hospital, um, which isn't really the way seven-year-olds usually spend their time, right? It, it, being tested and prodded and poked. And I remember sitting at the, on the floor of this room and there were x-rays of the inside of my body on all four walls. And I was just like looking around and made a really strong impact on me. I can remember that vividly right in this moment. It wasn't leukemia, which is great. Bone marrow biopsies are really intense. <laughs> and um, I had this rare bone infection. So I was on intravenous antibiotics. I was in a wheelchair for a few years. It was, it was really impactful. And I realized that not being healthy was really no way to live. And then my mom was in and out of Overeaters Anonymous and Weight Watchers my entire life. And so food could heal and it could harm. I could see that. It was a huge source of celebration for us. Like we love food. I'm still such a foodie. <laughs> Um, So I ended up getting a bachelor's and a master's in nutrition. I, to everyone's surprise, became a Ford model and uh, was wildly successful. Um, And then I just followed my passion, which was getting healthier and healthier and healthier and healthier, um, which turned from external to internal, you know, to, you know, much, much broader to a planetary mission to realign with nature's law to reinstill health. So I want to deep dive nature's law in just a minute, because that's something you shared with me. But before we go there, something we previously talked about was, you know, a billion, if not a trillion dollar industry is 
body and we're so focused externally that you know I, the new thing is keto and and we're so obsessed with diet and exercise and literally every morning I'm not kidding you and I walk into the gym and the way the girls you know they're taking their selfies and getting the right ankles and people are so obsessed with their body but you're right we're so obsessed externally what happened to internal because as I shared with you I believe our internal internal state, mental, physical, whatever, exudes externally. So I think people have it backwards. They do. I think there's a problem with the breakdown of the family unit in our culture, maybe even globally. I know, especially in the United States. And I think this is part of the problem because I know for me, my mother said, you know, beauty, beauty is as beauty does. She would say, you know, beauty comes from the inside out. And so for me, I always knew it was an inside job. I happen to have a really beautiful grandmother. You know, my mom was stunning. And, um, but yes, so innate gifts. But honestly, I've always had the mindset that beauty comes from the inside out. No other way could it happen. And my modeling career also revealed that to me, that when I was doing well inside, my career was taking off. When I was not, it, it, it was stagnant. So there were all these touch points for me. And we are backwards in our culture, but there's just no gratification. Um, when you're doing it from the inside out and we have this self-flagellation that's going on. So it's, it's a real turmoil. It's a big tangle. I would call it. It feels like a tangle, like a hairball, like stuck in your lungs. <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, you know, it's like, what is there? Um, and we do have it wrong. And I think it's been a journey. I don't know about for you, but for me, it's been a journey too to try to look in the mirror and actually be okay with what I see. It took years for sure. Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, I want to offer you some additional resources. Check out my website, heatherhakes.com and take the free life assessment. This is a great tool to take inventory in life where you're feeling in alignment and abundant and where you're simply feeling stuck, stressed out, or as someone recently emailed me, completely ruining their life. I've also created a self-study course all about mindset and manifesting. Again, check out my website, heatherhakes.com and click on course. Finally, if you are ready to deep dive and really transform your life, I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. I will teach you what has taken me years and tens of thousands of dollars to learn in which you can start implementing right now. To learn more and schedule your free strategy call, visit heatherhakes.com forward slash coaching. Now back to regular programming. When you said when you were doing good internally, then your career and everything else was going so well. And I think anybody can relate to this because right now, if you're feeling bad about yourself or if you're lonely or you're depressed or you're living in scarcity mindset, financially, relationships, whatever it is, it's... I think it's kind of easy to get stuck in that internal state and wonder why the external is not changing. And we're out there trying to change the external, right? Trying to get a new job, trying to find somebody new to date. But if, if people would realize it's the root cause inside of them, rather than trying to figure out, you know, the chasing the thing Am I explaining this well? You are. And it's tricky though. Like yeah. it's simple, but it's tricky. Like when I first realized what you were saying was true years ago, and then I closed my eyes and I tried to like figure out like, how do I do that? 
it, it wasn't mm -hmm. that clear. It was confusing because I had like, I was blaming myself and then I was like, oh, well, um, I don't like myself and that's wrong, which made it even worse because I was in a shame cycle. And then, you know, it's like, well, what do I eat? And then what do I put on my skin? And why is, you know, so there's all these threads that go to the root. Like, you know, when you, when you look at the root of a plant, right, there's all these roots. It's not just one root, you know, there's like all these little hairs. And I think it's the same thing. Um, we have these roots of disbelief. We have these roots of, um, I don't know, self-hatred, maybe too strong of a word, but like, you know, it's like, we're these beautiful beings, you know, when we're born and we don't really know like that we're not great. You know, I remember my daughter when she was, you know, first starting to speak, she wouldn't even say I, right. She was like, Penelope is, and Penelope does like, you don't even like identify <laughs> as I, which is so cool. And then all of a sudden, like you're in the sandbox and Johnny hits you over the head with a shovel and you're like, Hey, that's not okay. You know? And then you start to realize, Oh, maybe something's not right with me. Right. And so we all as humans go through this process and then we have to kind of unravel it, you know, and get to the root, like you're saying, but, you know, we've got to kind of find our way there and everyone's path is a little different, but love is always the answer. Okay. Before I have two things I want to talk about, but can you, something you just said there, love is always the answer. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, when my daughter, she's 16, right? So she's like really angry sometimes. She's, you know, you know, emotional, like everyone when they're teenagers, right? We, we get angry and she's like reeling at me or anyone, road rage, wherever, you know, ex-husband, whatever, business partner. And if I'm just thinking about loving them, there's nothing for that to push up against. It's like, it's as if like their anger is just like dissolving in thin air. It's unreal. I've done it before plenty of times. And it's just like, wow. Love is always the answer, loving ourselves, loving each other. It's always, it's always the solution above and beyond everything else, but it's not always easy and it's not always total. You know, it's like, I can forgive, but can I really forgive hundred percent? Can I love, but can I really love hundred percent? Like how much of myself am I willing to fully forgive, accept and love? And, and that's the work. So those three points, forgive, accept, and love, if we all understood and knew that we are all connected. And so however we are treating mm. our neighbor, our boss, a coworker, our family member, your partner, that's actually how you're treating yourself. Mm. So as you said, if you can forgive, accept, and love, you're doing it for yourself. And I, I love the whole, the, the saying, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? <laughs> and of Good course, one. something that we, we talked about, we have a similar thread is a course in miracles and a course in miracles, just like you said about this love, everything in life. I know this is hard to grasp at first, but everything is either one, an expression of love or a call for love. Totally. So in your example, your teenage daughter or, or somebody ripping your head off, number one, it's from the four agreements, never take anything personal. <laughs> Easier said than done, but true. Right. <laughs> but two, it's like, oh my gosh, if we would not match that energy, instead we can understand that that is an, a call for love. How different our world and, and our reality would be. Oh my gosh, that is the answer to world peace. You know, it's, a, it's the answer to all this racial tension that we're experiencing. It's the answer to, mm. to, to everything um, at the end of the day. And it's, but it's, it's, you know, it's so easy to say it and it's such, it's a different, 
it's a different battlefield. I'm going to call it to embrace it because just like my daughter is outside of myself, I have an inner adolescent that is criticizing myself. It's not Mm. good enough. I'm not, you know, this enough. I'm not that enough. I'm not everything, whatever. Um, And I know those stories aren't true, but my inner adolescent is there and she's criticizing me and she's angry sometimes, you know, and it's like, Mm. oh, you know, I've got to really, really be patient and kind. And and that's been actually one of the hardest practices that I've taken on in the last couple of years. For sure. It's a radical, I call it a radical shift in consciousness. Totally. Paradigm shift is one thing, but I'm like, I think this is up leveling too. And then, cause you can get this intellectually listeners can understand and comprehend, but until you implement and integrate and become, Mm -hmm. but, but, but there, Go ahead. My therapist told me that's this practice. And I'm like, is it gotta be kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? You know, I was like, what are you kidding? Like, I'm not gonna just, you know, I really had a reaction. Like it was so funny because it's like the thing I needed most, but it was not easy. And it's so simple, you know, like we want, like and you're saying it's high level, it's up leveling. It is actually, but it's it's um I had a lot of resistance around it. Is it worth it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's worth it. But my, my biggest uh, resistance to it was like, what do you push up against to have the friction to achieve? So mm-hmm. I'm an achiever. I am, you know, I own businesses. I'm a mom. I've run my household. I've been single for, you know, uh, last 10 years until recently. And, you know, it's like, you know, what do you push up against? So if I'm not making myself wrong, to get to the next level, what am I pushing up against? What am I using as the friction to actually move my life forward? And a lot of us don't know how to source our energy from anywhere else in order to up level. It's almost as if we have to have that negativity to, to propel ourselves mm-hmm. up, upward. And so the, the actual, the, 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 the reality of like not having it to push up against is like, where do you, where do you source your inspiration from? Like if you're surrendering and letting go and you're loving, doesn't necessarily mean you're just sitting on the couch eating bonbons and watching Netflix all day, right? But um, what are you using as the, as the friction? And it's, it's, it's a tricky one. It's a, it, for me, it's, it's a, I had to wrap my head around it. Or actually not. I had to wrap my heart around it. Oh, okay. So I love that. Tony Robbins, I love his quote. He says, in your head, you're dead. And so, yeah, what you're saying is to get out of that analytical conscious mind and get into our, I like to think of the heart as our life force. So if we can get out of the head into the heart, it's a completely different way of living. And maybe is this a good way, a good point to segue into something you want to talk about emotional stamina? Mm. Can you explain it and tell us what that, what that does that mean? Absolutely. So I've been studying personal development for the last 30 years as an adult, but, you know, even as a kid, as I shared with you, you know, we were very much in a personal development conversation that I didn't even realize you were in, (laughs) but I've always had an interest in it. And, you know, for years I thought, well, I just need to be, you know, I shouldn't, you know, emotion needs to be managed. Ego has to be eradicated. And, you know, I had all these like boxes. I had like everything compartmentalized and organized. It's like, this is the way you should be. This is how you have freedom and end suffering, you know? (laughs) I'm laughing at myself because it was just so funny. And so um, the more I lived and the more I learned um, and the more people that I met who had a certain level of mastery of themselves, people I met who were just totally free. Mm. I mean, just like, I've never, that's really, I think the biggest thing for me is freedom. 
And what that means to me is, is, is multidimensional. But when I noticed and lived with them and traveled with them, what they were was total. They were in a totality. And then, then I, I, I matched that up with presence. Like they were fully present. And it wasn't like they were just like, I am angry right now. I am feeling anger. You know, it wasn't, they weren't like that. They were like, Whoa! you know, they were angry. And then they were like, done with it. And I'm like, That's, I didn't understand it at first. I thought they were crazy. And the more I like unpacked this and unraveled it, the more I realized that, oh, all these studies I'm doing on cancer and with cancer patients and in these lifestyle medicine protocols that I'm designing for Alzheimer's patients and cancer patients and heart disease patients and diabetes patients, like, oh, all these people have a common thread. They're stuffing their emotions down, obesity, compulsive eating, like all this stuff, it's all the same, all the emotions are getting stuffed down. And I'm like, okay, so if I'm supposed to be Zen and I'm supposed to not feel emotion, then what is the gap? Like from the reality of anger or you know, upset, frustration, all those things, fear, and that state of like peace, freedom, love, and, you know, what, where's the bridge? And so I had to like, I had to tweeze it out. So emotional stamina for me is how you build resilience, how you build resilience and agility inside of your emotions, because I believe emotions are the key, the key to our evolution, the key to our freedom, the key to health, the key to relationships that are healthy, the key to manifesting everything of our dreams, our money, our career, everything. And so if we can create stamina inside of our emotional bodies and not be afraid to overwhelm somebody, if we can create stamina inside of it, then we don't have to be afraid to fully feel it because we can handle it. And especially as a woman, and maybe also as a man, I can't speak, but as a woman, like my emotions are strong. Now, I'm not suggesting that I smear them on people and project and, and cause a lot of wreckage and damage. I've done that. It, it's not good. It ruins a lot of stuff, <laughs> including families and relationships. And it's not the way to go. But there's a way to be responsible about it. And there's a way to learn how to navigate it. And there's a way to learn how to make it your greatest teacher if you're willing to have the courage to look at it honestly and move it because energy in motion is emotions. Emotions are just energy in motion. And there are a lot of ways to excavate and move that energy as opposed to letting it sit in the body and stuff it down. And then like, you know, have all these imbalances occur. And so that's what I'm really into these days. I'm into studying it and finding ways to channel it so that it's healthy, a healthy expression leading towards that totality and that freedom. Okay. So I have a few things there and I literally had this aha epiphany yesterday. Um, you know, I, I think again, we can be so critical of our own bodies, but I realized I had this, this thing hit me. And so obese people are actually wearing their emotions. And I, all of a sudden something clicked for me and I was like to have so much compassion because they have been stuffing their anger and their sadness and, and they're physically, I'm getting chills now. So I'm onto something, but they're, they're wearing it. And you're right. People, any dis-ease in the body is the stuffing. And that's why EFT is a big thing. Emotional freedom yeah. technique, tapping, but so there's so many modalities on how to release it. Yoga for me is running. Um, some people maybe need to scream it out, whatever. But is what you're saying ultimately, is it to feel it, to be aware of it, and then to release it? It is a formula that's similar to that. It's um, acknowledging it. Mm. It's there. 
because oftentimes um, myself, like I want to deny it. Like, I don't, like, I shouldn't be angry right now. Like I've been doing this work for 30 years. Like, come on, like, seriously, I'm still getting triggered. (laughs) You know, it's like, what do you mean? I'm feeling angry, but you know, acknowledging it like that radical honesty is the first step. It's like, oh, okay. This is in the space. And guess what? It's never convenient ever. (laughs) There's never a time that it's like, oh yeah, this is a great time to be angry. (laughs) This is a fantastic time to be frustrated. You know, it's not like ever going to be the right time. So just with that being said, first step is acknowledgement. Okay. This is what is and the honesty. And then, you know, removing the judgment. This is what is acknowledgement and then accepting it, right? Remove the judgment, you accept it. And then that leads to the letting go. Now, It sounds really easy and it's super simple, but you know, the totality of each of those steps is, um, is what it is. And it's a process. Um, so let's say you've got a self-image issue, right? You can acknowledge, okay, I'm feeling really low in my self-esteem right now. I can accept that I'm feeling a little bit unworthy today and I need external validation. You can accept it. And then the next step is to try to let it go to try to, you know, fully liberate yourself by letting it go, but you only may be able to let go by like 70% because, oh, I ate a pizza. (laughs) I'm not sure I can forgive myself for that, you know, or whatever it is that's in this space, you know, so it's a letting go piece that can, can, you know, not be, uh, not be full. And I say that just because we need to forgive ourselves. We can't expect like, okay, I've acknowledged, I've accepted, I've let go, like done, checked off the list. It doesn't always work like that. But that is, that is the formula. That's the framework. Are you familiar with, this just made me think, Ho'oponopono? Oh yeah, I love the prayer. So yeah. is it sort of similar to that? And if anybody's never heard of Ho'oponopono, it's a, forget, it's a self-forgiveness technique. It's a four-step series that says, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love, I love you. you. And that's one way. But again, look, there's so many ways of doing this. I love that prayer. I think it's a great tool. Um, especially like if you're, you don't have time to go through like a process, you know, like if you can just say the prayer, it really helps to, um, it really helps. I I love that prayer. It's constantly in the backdrop. I've actually downloaded two songs from iTunes, two different singers, beautiful women, very soft and elegant, Ho'oponopono. And you know, so what, three minutes each or something. So go in and, and I Mm -hmm. allow that that time to let go. Okay. So something else you said that I circled huge was freedom. And I think so many people are seeking time and financial freedom and just feeling free. But I think the important thing to know is that we are free at our essence. Are we not? So isn't it just these blocks and thoughts and whatever that are creating the resistance from our freedom? Completely. Freedom is by far the most important thing to me. And everything that I'm doing in my life is leading to that. And I do believe that every human has a birthright to freedom. I don't know that I answered your question fully, but that is the most important thing to me. I guess what I was getting at is so many people are seeking freedom in financial whatever it may be, or to move, or they're seeking freedom externally. But I just, it goes back to that whole internal thing that we're already that at our core. We are that at our core. There's no doubt about it, but we forget. Mm. We just forget. And then how do you access that? You have to really understand this illusion that we're living in that you referenced earlier. It's not real. And 
But feeling that sense of freedom for me comes most when I'm in nature. And it's like this awe, A-W-E, you know, when I'm at the top of a mountain that I've climbed or I see a rainbow mm-hmm. or I witness a shooting star. And it's like you realign with what's real, you know, and that there's like this, this time, there's time doesn't exist. There's a sense of timelessness. There's a sense of total oneness. And to me, those are the moments where I feel the most free because I'm not tethered to the illusion of this physical reality that I'm aware of something that's much bigger than myself. And I think it is an inside job. And I do believe we forget, I forget. And we just have to constantly immerse ourselves in experiences that reawaken us to the reality of our innate freedom on a cellular level. That's a beautiful way of saying it. And I, I have, I literally crave nature. So I live in Colorado. We obviously have mountains here. You're in California. You get the beach and the mountains. But can you go into something you were sharing with me, this whole idea of nature's law and nature being our source and you, you explain. Yeah. Well, I just would love for humanity to use technology because I honor and love technology. And at the same time, remember what nature is and the nature cycle, because the nature cycle, the cycle of nature is the answer. I believe that everything is provided in nature, all of our lessons, all of our food, you know, everything. And the more we can witness it, uh, grow plants, grow our own food, be out in nature, align with it. It helps to rebalance everything. And I believe it also helps to rebalance humanity because I'm going to make different decisions about what kind of chemicals I want to put on my lawn. If I understand the cycle of nature and what chemicals might do to the environment, Um, we can't dispute that vegetables are good for us. Uh, We might be able to discuss which vegetables are better than others, but we know that food from its source is so good for our bodies. It's going to eradicate disease, prevent disease. It's going to give us excellent energy. It's going to encourage a healthy microbiome. It's going to create mental clarity. There's so much about, you know, the natural law of just the food system, you know, that we can align to, but also the cycles of the moon, the cycles of the sun. Like if we're staying up all night, you know, watching TV or being on our computers, like that's not really in alignment with the cycles of light. And we have these endocrine imbalances. We have serotonin, melatonin imbalances. We need to honor, um, you know, the cycles of the moon, the cycles of the sun. It's nature. Nature has all of our answers, I believe. And we just have to immerse ourselves enough, you know, in it to be able to learn from it. I love that. And I actually, I remember there's a quote from Abraham Hicks and Abe said something to the effect of, we're not going to other planets to source what we have here. Literally, you know, through the thousands of years we we've been in this human civilization everything we've needed and created was from right here. So why do we keep looking, you know, it's right here. It's right here. And it's it's, it's perfectly in alignment, Heather, with what you've been talking about. It's like, it's right here. It's right here. We just have to remember our hearts. We have to remember our freedom. We have to remember our perfection. And we have to just look out the window, you know, and uh, decide to, I mean, you don't even need a window, you know, I mean, a garden or you don't need to have like a, a big deck or a big garden to, to grow your own food. You can grow food in one square foot in your apartment. Mm-hmm. You can grow a lot of food, actually. So we just have to realign with nature in whatever way we can. 
I'm curious to know, and I've changed my wording from a morning routine because I routine can make you fall into a rut. (laughs) And so now I'm using the term a ritual. So do you have any morning rituals or daily rituals that, okay, what? Oh my gosh, I have so many. So I wake up in the morning and I breathe because the breath only knows the present moment. And it helps me to go from here to here. And it also helps me to understand the landscape. Like, what am I dealing with today? Like, what's, what are the ingredients in my cake? <laughs> you know, like, what are the, what's, what's going on? Cause like every day we wake up with something different. So I really tune in with my breath. Um, and that's the first thing I do when I wake up, it's not checking my emails and, you know, whatever, getting into whatever. It's just really just like, okay, what's the quality of the air? What's the quality of the moment? What's the quality of my cells? And then, um, then I make some decisions about how I want to, uh, what I want to infuse my day with and my way of being. And then I go have some lemon water and then I'll have like a wheatgrass and then I'll have, um, you know, I'll do my brushing. I do like brush my teeth, brush my hair, brush my skin because <laughs> mornings are all about hydration and circulation for me. So there's an enormous amount of liquid, right? Like <laughs> um, yeah. water. And then I make a green juice most days. Um, and, um, mornings are usually about movement. So I'm either hiking or I'm doing like a, I have this yoga that I do and dance and resistance training. I have this like combination that I do and it's very inspiring. Um, and then I'll sit down and, um, work, you know, uh, and then I get, get to my emails and, you know, creating my, my things and doing my meetings and my phone calls, but that's my morning ritual. It's really about, uh, tuning in the breath and hydrating and circulating. And the point is there, you make it a priority and you're very intentional with your time. Totally. I love that. Yeah. But I'm not rigid. I mean, sometimes I've been rigid. I mean, there used to be uh, years ago, I used to do pranayama for hours and it's like, I was very rigid and I, I don't know that that, that served me or the people around me. So I've become a little more flexible. I used to wake up every day at like 4 a.m. and I had my two hour pranayama practice. And then I, like, I was very, um, and now there's definitely more flow um, mm-hmm. and there's more, there's a lot more softness in it. Yeah. <laughs> For those who are listening to the podcast rather than watching on YouTube, I, I can just see you're, you're just glowing in this light energy. It's amazing. Mm, thank yeah. you. It's so a what, cultivated presence. I'll, I mean, I'll say that. So that's a really big acknowledgement for me. Yeah. I don't do it for the glow, but it definitely is something that is intentional, like you said. Yeah. You're glowing from the inside out. Mm-hmm. We have touched on many different things today. So what I want to ask you is what is one key takeaway you want listeners to get? I want key, the key takeaway for listeners to get is to tune into yourself. And by doing that, you're tuning into to nature because you are a source, you are connected to the source, the source mm-hmm. of nature, you are. And we weren't really taught by our parents, some of us were, but most of us weren't, you know, how to, how to tune in to the wisdom of our bodies. And the more we can tune in, the more frequently we can tune in, the more we can start to find out what we need. And I mean, not only emotionally, like in our, in our relationships and in ourselves, um, but also like what we're hungry for. A lot of times we're sourcing our hunger and um, we're really not tuned into what our bodies need. Our bodies will tell us, well, there's so much wisdom in our bodies. The biggest takeaway I'd like for everyone to, to have is to have the breath, 
as the vehicle between the mind and the heart mm -hmm. to tune in to what's real and true, which is remembering your freedom, remembering and resourcing yourself uh, in nature and nature's law. So eating more vegetables and just feeling into not what your addiction wants or mm. what your mind is telling you <laughs> to eat and do, but to really practice into um, who you're becoming and make that be something that, uh, that is aligned with your essence of your core. Preach. That's what I say to that. Mm. So to wrap up the interview, I have a few, just a couple of rapid fire questions I'd like to ask you. Okay. Number one, what is a quote or motto that you live by? Your daily practice is your strongest medicine. What do you mean by that? Whatever you're practicing every day is your medicine. So if you're thinking mm -hmm. negative thoughts, that's your medicine. Um, if you're thinking positive thoughts, that's your medicine. If you're eating junk food, that's your medicine. Wow. If you're eating healthy food, that's your medicine. What are you doing with your body? If you're sitting down all day, that's your medicine. If you're moving, that's your medicine. If you're moving too much, that's also your medicine. You know, so everything you're doing is a practice and everything you're doing is directly related to a consequence. Whether you like the consequence or not, there are consequences to every thought, word, and action. And if we can align those with who we are at our core and who we want to become and who we're becoming, then we have integrity and alignment I love that and even for for whatever reason saying consequence didn't feel right to me I think it's more like a result but again it's semantic so to each their own but ultimately what you're saying is yeah the medicine your daily disciplines are creating the results in your life totally and results okay. is definitely a more um neutral way of saying it like a, a less ev evocative way of like consequence is kind of negative yeah 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 semantics <laughs> no, it's important. It's what empty. is it? Yeah. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Oh gosh. Um, yeah. I'm currently reading the betrayal bond. It is so intense. I don't know that I recommend it. It's pretty intense. Um, I, the book that I would recommend is letting, is letting, um, oh gosh, there's so many books I'd recommend. Which one would I recommend? There's so many good books. I really like power versus force. Um, that's a book I've been reading for a long, long time. And then that's a book that I think really helps us to understand uh, our emotions and the role in, um, in our lives from a very, very high level. It's wild you bring that up because I know it's black and white. I have it on my bookshelf and then there's one that keeps popping up. So 10-4, message clear. I need to read it. Yeah, his map of consciousness really uh, mm -hmm. helps, helps me to understand uh, the impact of um, how I'm feeling when I'm feeling love and gratitude versus when I'm feeling shame. Mm. It's just so black and white. Hence the cover. <laughs> nice. All right. Final question. What advice would you give your younger self? Uh, advice I would give my younger self would be to be patient and to trust and that everything in my heart matters and to keep dreaming. I love that. And what a great note to end on. Helene, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Be well, everyone. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. 
I'd love to connect with you on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode.